Welcome to HearthSpeak Podcast, conversations and recorded experiences on reclaiming our roots, connecting to our visions, and trusting our heart path. I'm your host, Megan, and I am here to share stories of healing, creativity, revival, and resilience for a time here on Earth right now, a time at which I feel we are in the midst of a profound cultural transformation. The hearth, as a source of warmth, is traditionally the central community gathering space where storytelling takes place. Our stories are sacred, and the stories we tell ourselves and others have the potential to shape and inform how we show up for this larger story. Thank you for being here and taking the time to listen. I'm really excited about this conversation today as I'm sitting here with my beloved, my life partner, the wonderful Cody. And yeah, Cody, why don't you set the stage for us right now? Where are we? What are we up to? What's happening? Sure. We are sitting in our living room, enjoying the view of the snow falling outside, the trees and the valley that we live in, and just savoring this lifestyle that we've been cultivating over many, many years of sharing our lives together. And it feels good in waking up every day and trying to remind ourselves to take time to appreciate what's around us and appreciate each other in the journey that we've been on and its meandering path, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, but we're still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we've been really wanting to record more of our conversations because we have so many all the time you know living in the same space and working together a lot and sharing a lot of insights and times of growth times of struggle times of just stagnancy whatever is happening in our lives we tend to go through these you know long periods of just talking and there are so many times where we say oh I wish that we would have recorded that and just been aware of like what was said because there was so much there. There was just so much like processed and now, you know, we have to call that back and it would be really cool to be able to listen to it and to really observe that. But I mean, here we are. We really have no plans for this conversation, really like no preparation. We're just going to see how it flows. And essentially that's the point of this podcast anyway, is really like the organicness of a conversation and sharing what wants to be shared on the heart in the moment, capturing the raw and real. So, um, I don't know for you, especially right now, it just feels like I'm almost a little nervous. Like, oh, this is this, I don't know. It's a big deal. (laughs) Just because... What's a big thing? <laughs> there's just so much that, um, I don't know, there's so many directions we can go with it. 
I guess, for me. So it feels pretty um, almost daunting to be like, what, what do I ask? What do we cover? What can I possibly encapsulate in this time with you? So it, I don't know, just expressing how I feel. Mm-hmm. Do you feel nervous at all? No. No. Obtaining yield. <laughs> how are you feeling? There are many directions that we can go in life. And we just have to make a small decision to figure out where to go right now in this moment. And there could be many more conversations, mm. as there will be. So you're pretty confident in there being more conversations down the road? Yes. <laughs> See, this is why I'm with you. I love your confidence in that. (laughs) So sure. Cody's a Taurus, and he's very grounded in his stability with, like, where he wants to go and, and what he cares about. And it's very helpful for someone like me who can be a little all over the place at times. And it's kind of... I've heard an analogy of... um, kind of the a rock in a river situation where a partnership can work really well when there's someone who's more of a rock and someone who's more of the river and they kind of complement each other in that way where the rock just holds steady and the river can rush through and move and kind of they teach each other how to work in that dance mm-hmm. but if you have two rocks you know it's just there's too much groundedness there there's too much like you lack of movement and if there's two rivers you're just you know I don't know I think that would just be like a lot of rushing through and not a lot of time to slow down and observe and be rooted to one space for so long and really pay attention to what's around you mm-hmm. and I just think of you really like truly as embodying a rock for us and for the people in your life and I wonder if you want to speak to that at all and how this embodiment of a rock energy, how that translates into your work and perhaps the observation that you've undergone. Hmm. Yeah. So as you were talking about me being a Taurus and about being grounding is watching an eagle flying by and I feel like this question speaks to the balance and complementary energy uh, in our partnership our relationship of that dance of appreciating each other and you know being grounding but also the flowing river the eagle flying through the air appreciating what the other brings Mm -hmm. to life and I think that with all of our work that's what this perspective helps cultivate is grounding in yourself and who you are and the gifts you have and perspective and energy you bring and also appreciating the differences you see in everyone else around you 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I learn a lot from you in the ways of communicating with the natural world. So learning the names of the trees and especially in the winter time too, I think that's the time when we maybe lose sight of this connection if we're inside more often, you know, being in the upper Midwest, it's definitely easy to just take that time to be more internal inside, not really connecting with what's going on. But I know that for us, we've really cultivated this practice of getting outside every day, no matter what, and just going on a walk, moving our bodies, paying attention to what's happening because there's still so much going on, even in this time of dormancy. And I've learned a lot of the names of the trees and the plants and paying attention to the animals and what they're doing. And it's really helped me have a better understanding of my direction in life as well. And just the healing that can happen, just like enjoying winter again, Mm. (laughs) because we spend so much of our time in winter. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how hard it was on me every year to go into this state of disconnection um, for so many months. Mm -hmm. And it's just really something that I think both of us are working on translating with the people that we encounter is just finding a way to get outside and enjoy this time every day, just getting that fresh air, just finding that connection, learning the name of a tree or two spending time sitting with them just observing patterns observing what's happening around you and I think you learned a lot about that I know that you had that time a few years back in the winter when you were spending a lot of time outside working in the cold Mm -hmm. (laughs) and do you want to speak to more of that and and how that you feel that illuminated your your journey yeah so yeah about my time outside working outside especially in the winter um to give a little more context to that a few years ago I made a big shift in my lifestyle to uh make a transition from working full-time indoors uh, on a certain career path, spending a lot of time indoors and on a computer and um, working a lot on my own. I had some really incredible experiences reconnecting to my love of nature and my fascination with nature and in especially growing up spending a lot of time outdoors both on my own and with other people and those experiences remind me how important that really was 
for who I am and why I'm here. And that really was a strong reminder that my heart was telling me I wasn't on the right path and I needed to make a change. And I didn't know exactly how or when, but I certainly knew why. And trusting that, that why, that, that part in my heart, gave me the courage to look for other options. And it didn't happen overnight, but I looked in a lot of different directions and one of them was an opportunity to do a AmeriCorps service, uh, specifically Conservation Corps, to spend more time outdoors in learning about the natural environment around me and how to steward it and care for it um, and be more involved with it and also to help other people connect with it, specifically youth, uh, teenagers, but also people of all ages. And it was an incredible year of my life because it was very challenging, both physically and emotionally. Physically, if anybody the Midwest remembers a few years ago, there was the polar vortex. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> this was the winter I decided to leave my comfy <laughs> office environment for chainsaw training in something like 20 below yeah. temperature weather. Uh, I still have frostbite in my toe oh. from that day. And... <laughs> so sad emotionally um, working with other people around my age um, in close quarters and small groups in all types of environments like that can bring out a lot of different challenges in personality conflict but also lots of beauty and harmony too and really gave me more opportunity to live closely in community with other people and also try to bring out the best in each other, teaching and sharing um, this common ground that we have of this love, love of nature and being connected to it. So in addition to doing a lot of the work, you know, with the land, um, with the trees, uh, the different conservation type stewardship, we also uh, taught more, led more recreation and just people just generally enjoying natural environments through paddling. So we led canoe paddling adventures throughout the state of Minnesota. And that was where we were not only teaching and leading these trips, for people of all ages and families, couples, um, to get out and learn the basics of enjoying these incredible lakes and rivers and ponds 
of Minnesota, but also um, living together in camping together, cooking together, traveling, all of it really helped grow me in a lot of different ways in this, this really this cultivation of myself in self-development in, in pushing my edges and my boundaries a little bit. So both on the outer landscape and the physical realm, but certainly on the inner landscape, tremendous amount of transformation in taking that step. And I don't think it's necessarily the exact thing. I don't think it's doing that thing that had that transformation. It's doing something. Mm -hmm. It's taking action on what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. And it's not about making the one right decision. It's about just making a decision mm -hmm. and putting, you know, connecting your heart to your hands, your heart to your gut, whatever you want to use for an analogy to actually, you know, use that, that willpower mm -hmm. to do something different. And that is the courage and the feedback that we all need that we're not going to get if we don't take that first step. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I love that it's not the one thing, it's just something. It is just about taking action in some way. And then you said trust, too, like trusting yourself. And what do you... I mean, how do you think that trust played a role in this? How are you able to trust yourself? How are you able to make the shift is there anything that is within you is that just something that you've always had um, this ability to trust yourself this ability to know that everything's going to be okay or yeah where did it where did that come from that's a good question initially i don't know it's 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 I don't think it's ever been from a place of knowing it's going to be okay. I think it's more from a place of some kind of trust in being able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily always figure it out completely on my own, but figure it out in... If I need help, I can ask for it. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up in a family that reinforced that was probably the root of it. But also being around lots of different people throughout my life has been, has helped reinforce that. And being inspired by others who come from all sorts of different backgrounds that persevere with just grit and resilience and not just people too but you know the natural world around us the plants the dandelions you see growing up through the sidewalk cracks mm -hmm. the vacant lots that are just abused come back with more and more life and nature 
perseveres. And that, I guess, coming back to, you know, full circle, ultimately it's, it's nature as, as my guide and my teacher. And that dance of inner authority and exterior authority in, in nature, which is, you know, nature is us. We are nature. So ultimately, it would seem that it's in our nature to have authority in ourselves, to trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not place that anywhere else. Yeah, I really feel that from you in the way that you have been able to seemingly fearlessly move into different stages of your life and kind of take them head on and really try to figure them out. Um, I know that you still you know, do have fear and you do still struggle with things and know naturally right but I think there is this sense of you are just determined and and maybe you know coming back to that Taurus energy again it's the stubbornness too right like I am going to figure this out um there's not a lot in you that wants to give up which I think is great that you see those patterns in in nature as well to show you that there is a lot of resilience and a lot of grit that we can observe all around us and a lot of wisdom in that to keep us moving forward forward in something that I would say is is challenging in this culture to kind of go out on your own and make something happen and and really push through Um, especially I would say something like we it's no secret that we're both adoringly obsessed with permaculture (laughs) and like everything about um, what permaculture means to us and and how it really embodies everything that we do and how we speak about it in a way that we just hope to demonstrate that it has the ability to really touch every part of life and every part of how we can learn to be on this journey together. And I'd love to hear from you more about how your permaculture journey has evolved and more about where it started and what you feel like you've learned now after these years. Mm -hmm. Anything's shifted for you and your understanding. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wanted to comment about something you said about this, you know, fear and, you know, maybe just take one step further, feeling of helplessness or just feeling lost. Mm -hmm. It's something that everyone feels at certain times, and I've certainly had those moments and continue to have those moments but 
I think if I look deeper at why I've, I've had those moments of, of feeling lost or desperation or, you know, hopelessness, uh, pessimism, whatever you want to call it, you know, I think the, the main ingredient in that has been that I'm not in tune with myself. I'm, I'm listening to other things, other people, and letting that influence me rather than tuning into myself and my, my true nature. And that, you know, that's what brings that dissonance. That's what brings that dis-ease, mm-hmm. right? The disharmony. Mm-hmm. And the more that I come back to tuning back in, the more I feel harmonious and from that place I can be my best self for everyone around me and show up as my best self in the world. And I think that relates to that question about my permaculture journey is, you know, that's what it's brought me to. You know, when I came across permaculture over 10 years ago, I certainly didn't understand it when I first heard about it didn't really understand what it was about but there was something in it that I knew related to the core of who I am and this approach to the world and now I think full circle it it is what has shown that this is you know this is about being in harmony with nature both in the exterior, but also, I think, even potentially more importantly, on the, the interior, mm. the inner landscape. Because it's from that that everything manifests in how we walk, in how we talk, in how we move, how we think. Oh, the action that can cause destruction of everything around us or connection mm-hmm. and abundance and beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's your what's your vision for this earth? <laughs> Do you think about that? I don't have one for this earth. Mm. All I have is vision for my life, our shared life, this land that we have been so blessed to connect with on our path. Mm -hmm. And from there, I can't say. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's my place to say. I think we're all stewards of ourselves and our sphere of influence and that's all we can ever ask for or hope for it seems it seems thoughtless to throw around the words like you know protect the earth and do things for the benefit of the environment it's like what environment (laughs) you know that's not a place Like, find a place 
that you care about. Whether it's your home, your family, the land that you live on, the, the river you grew up going to, pond, whatever it might be. Claim that because it's claimed you and protect it. You know, the, I talk a lot about the poet Martin Shaw mm-hmm. and he speaks of this so eloquently being claimed by a place. And so I think it's just so much more important to, to root into something, to ground into something, some place and not overextend ourselves. Yeah. So with that, you know, do you feel like this land that we've come upon, this land that we both feel strongly has really shown shown itself to us really wanting some care, some greater connection. We have a lot of ideas, a lot of potential outcomes that want to live through us here but I'm curious about if you want to share more about the vision for our specific lovely space that we found ourselves on that we feel the responsibility to tending and caring for and learning from I don't have a lot of specific ideas that I can share about that vision Mm -hmm. honestly because it's so new Mm -hmm. as I've I've said to you before I really feel strongly about that that you know just like I'm saying about not making assumptions about things bigger than us I think it's it's about relationship I mean all this is about relationship in deepening our relationship not only ourselves, but our connection to what's closest to us, both both physically and emotionally. And here where, you know, we've we've grounded, it's it's going to take some time Mm -hmm. to to listen, to observe, to just learn from all the different ways that nature around us, both in the natural environment, the people, the community, all of it is is communicating with us. And that expression is what I think is what I feel is is going to be what resonates the most. And so that can look so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think bigger picture it really is about our lives having a sense of freedom and purpose and connection connection with our immediate environment but certainly connection with with others that we can share this with mm-hmm. and hopefully inspire to find that connection in their own lives and how that whatever that might look like for them 
whether it's having a homestead and, you know, growing food and, and community or it's starting a project, being an artist, you know, showing up for people at your job, being there for your family, spending more time with your children. All of these different ways that we can just tune into who we are and our gifts is, is ultimately one of the best services, ways that we can serve others in our lives. Mm -hmm. And for us, being here has been a huge part of what we have discovered to be important to us in nourishing us to be our best self. And I would, I would be very hesitant to say that this is the recipe for everyone. Mm -hmm. I would be completely resistant to say that mm -hmm. because I think too often, back to this, this idea of authority, we, we see people that might be on the surface happy or thriving or, you know, appearing like they have success with something and we confuse that for what's actually true to our heart. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the recipe, the means to an, an end. And that is going to be a beautiful diverse expression for every single person and I think coming back to permaculture it provides a filter for us to evaluate if we're on this path of bringing connection bringing beauty creating and cultivating I should say mutually beneficial relationships doing things and acting in a way that isn't dividing, isn't causing destruction, isn't destroying, but is regenerative, is beautiful in all the different ways that it can manifest. And so that framework that is permaculture of these principles and these ethics they really just help us keep us like keep us on the right track. And ultimately it still comes back to nature as authority as inner nature as authority. Yeah, you speak a lot about it seems to me in knowing you really well that you truly are in service to uncovering a life that is more aligned with your heart, a life that is devoted to this idea of more freedom and more ability to have more autonomy and to live in a way that is deeply connected. And I'm curious what you would say to someone who might say, well, I don't have any freedom. There is no freedom that doesn't exist. Um, I think that's a common held belief perhaps that I've heard 
from a lot of people that they just don't feel that they have the option to make any changes or move in any direction than where they are at mm-hmm. um, in life right now. And I'm just curious if you have any insight on that or how you would respond to someone who feels that they do not have that. Yeah. Well, I was writing some notes just this morning on this topic. <laughs> so, you know, I think what I would say is this this is a process mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily an end destination um, it's it's something that we can find ways to cultivate over time in in those ways that are meaning, most meaningful, meaningful for us and you know those closest to us and whatever might be closest to us so think for people that feel like they don't have choice to have more freedom in their life I think they just need to reevaluate the choices that they have made that got them to that that space um, and think more deeply about that because I think in general that we use excuses we use cop out to you know really as a as a response out of fear for taking more responsibility and this word responsibility has come up time and again on my path deepening in this this work of permaculture in response ability right the ability to respond and act with confidence and clarity mm-hmm. is a tremendous value that we can have in our own lives and for, for others. And I think that can best come from a place of having more freedom, more flexibility in your lifestyle in so many different capacities. So I think instead of arguing about whether or not you have or can cultivate freedom, I think we should talk about the common ground, and that is ultimately I would argue that everyone wants freedom. Everyone sees the appeal of it and... Instead of, you know, spending your time complaining or being locked in that mindset, being a slave to that scarcity perspective, you can put that time into thinking about where you do have choices, where you do have freedom right now. In every aspect of your lifestyle and reevaluate because what we're trying to do in our lives is move from this place of authority being pushed upon us, forced upon us, coerced upon us, 
and these phrases we repeat in our head and in the world of I have to and I can't or I'm forced to. We want to be a place where we're saying I want to or I don't want to. I will or I will not. I choose to. And from that place of freedom, we can really show up in the world and do any damn thing we want. Anything. And I think that gets back to what we were talking about before of having the confidence to just figure it out. Having the confidence to be optimistic in a world that is seemingly drowning in pessimism. I think I think that's a cop out. Because if we look deeper, we have a breath. We're still alive. We have our energy. For a reason. And we're here to tend that and inspire others to tend that too. We were born for this time. Mm. yeah and to give more context to it too it seems like the way you speak of freedom revolves a lot around choice and it's not about necessarily having ultimate freedom in every aspect right but just having the awareness possibly of the awareness of you know I can make this choice to start taking my power back in this way mm-hmm. um, like for me I find my personal freedoms in learning more about plant medicine mm-hmm. and learning about how to tend to these plants how to grow these plants myself um, you know in herbal medicine being able to understand how they work within the body mm-hmm. and so that when I am not feeling well or I need to nudge my body back into a better place of health, a better place of balance, that I know which plant or plants can possibly help work within my body to help me live from a place of greater vitality. And when I'm growing them myself, I know exactly where they're coming from. I have a special relationship with them. They tend to work within my body a little bit better. I find um, when there's that deeper relationship. And so for me, it's allowed me to have more control over my health, control over when I am sick and I am empowered in that because I know that if things change down the road and there's not maybe as much access to health care or it just becomes completely unavailable financially, which already seems to be the case for so many, it's a way for me to keep myself and others around me and the people I love healthy and we can care for each other that way. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially free. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 
it's about, for me, it's about, okay, I just need this much space and put my plants in. And even then, I mean, even knowing wild plants, even knowing plants that are here and they want to be worked with, like, you don't need anything for that. Mm -hmm. It's just the knowledge. It's the knowledge that you can gain. Mm -hmm. And it creates... A certain level of confidence as well I think when you start to recognize like wow I do have the ability to learn I have a body and a mind and a spirit that want to absorb this information and remember mm-hmm. because these are not things that have been you know newly discovered right. and I think that awareness is freedom Mm -hmm. and when you choose to start cultivating your own awareness Mm -hmm. it illuminates to you what is coming up and what you care about Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be different for everybody and there's so many different avenues and paths that we can take as you've spoken to before to really unlock these desires within us um, to have more ability, to have more control over these things that it can, it can feel really powerless. Yeah. You know, I think about like when I'm not feeling well and I don't know what's going on, like it can, you can be in a state of just despair, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm, I'm so grateful for all that's provided to us and the ability to be discerning around like where do I go with this you know um but there is something special about just opening up your eyes and seeing that there's so much information out there we have everything we need Mm -hmm. to know how to get anywhere we want yeah and there's just so much noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's so much noise. It's so overwhelming. It's, you know, and it comes back to choice again. Like, I choose not to put my energy towards X thing mm-hmm. and instead choose to put it towards yeah. Y thing. Yeah. And that takes a certain level of strength and... Yeah will (laughs) I would Mm -hmm. say um to deviate maybe from a particular path that's been laid out yeah and kind of walk in a different way yeah um and yeah I'm curious have you always kind of had that in you like hey this isn't maybe necessarily the way I want to do things so I'm going to go over here (laughs) Well, if you want to generalize me as a Taurus, probably yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wanted to say something and see if I can remember exactly what I was thinking to what you were saying about the awareness. Because, oh yeah, it was about the noise. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would agree that that comes back to that idea of freedom of, you know, the awareness is, is freedom the awareness to pay attention, right? Pay 
your attention, something you have, your time, your energy uh, towards something. Mm-hmm. And really better understand if that's nourishing you or degenerating you, mm-hmm. taking away from you, um, taking away from being in tune with who you are and your authority, your autonomy, uh, what's in the best interest of, of you and your purpose here in life. And that phrase, you know, you are what you eat. You are what you consume beyond just food, you know. Who you spend your time with, what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, all of these different aspects are, you know, the choices that we are making, you know, the freedom that we have to nourish us and keep us on whatever it is in in our life journey, our path, or lead us astray. And there are there have always been many things, many distractions, um, lots of noise to to do that. Um, so yeah, I would agree it takes will. It takes a sense of discipline to to tend and cultivate whatever it looks like for you. And there was another thought I had about something you said, but I think I forgot it. So can you remind me again what your last question was? Um, <laughs> you just let that flow like a river. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was listening to you so intently. Um, but I do... Oh. I think I remember. But if you, you want to share, share... No, share what's on your mind. That's much was, more interesting. I was just curious about how do you find purpose? Because in this world of craziness, distraction, shoulds, should nots, whatever, like how, how do you, you know, break free of the noise and, and actually listen to your heart and, and know your purpose? How does that knowing come? And, I mean, you don't need to know this answer. I'm just wondering, like, how you... Because we talk about this, how you really are... Like, permaculture is something that wants to flow through you. Like, you are a voice for permaculture. Me specifically, you're saying? Well, you and, you know, other people who have found that path, Mm -hmm. I would say. Like, people Mm -hmm. that are choosing to make their life a way of sharing or embodying the principles of connecting with nature, observing the patterns taking a lot of their life energy and putting it towards yeah, I would say sharing and being a voice for really like pleading essentially with people like, hey (laughs) we have the tools like Mm -hmm come join me you know like let's talk about this like I don't have all the answers either but I just like want to share this path with you yeah you know but where does that come from Mm. like how do you think 
you know, some people are just born with purpose and they're just working their whole lives to kind of stumble into that or, or have it illuminated to yeah. them or is it something that you know there's there's so many different paths and it's just like one that sticks mm-hmm. and you just make it your purpose you yeah. know like how what is your thought process on that yeah well that's that's interesting that you said that way um oh, so many things uh the the question around being born with purpose versus finding it mm-hmm. um As I was telling you earlier, I was just listening to something with Bob Dylan, and he spoke to that quite eloquently and said, life isn't about finding your purpose. Life is about creating it. Mm. And I think that that speaks to how I feel. And also that, yes, I, 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 I feel like we are we're born for a reason I mean logically speaking we're here for a purpose Mm -hmm. I don't find much optimism or inspiration in the idea of you know the, the concept of a meaningless universe and that we're just here by random chance I don't find that that philosophy or theory or worldview is going to inspire children mm-hmm. or anyone for that matter so I wouldn't say that I necessarily have always felt like I have a clear purpose I I think it think it comes back to feeling you know I feel it's not it hasn't been about I know Mm -hmm. this it's I feel this and I think with everything we're talking about it it starts in the heart and I love what you said earlier about remembering these things you know it's a revival Mm -hmm. of that and connection comes from the heart and comes from relationship and love not from a place of fear that is where we respond in our worst way in moments of desperation and fear you know these these moments that we get pushed to we regret how we respond a lot of the time And I think it's really quite simple. And for me, I think on my journey as an adult, coming into, you know, really breaking through the noise and more awareness was hand in hand with me discovering what it means to take that time for yourself for reflection for meditation and that that stillness these things can come to the surface these things that are within all of us 
that we can remember and revive, bring our life energy back to. And it's from that space that, you know, it's from that soil that all these seeds have germinated. That inner stillness. Mm. So it's about more of paying attention and following the feeling of when you do slow down and when you spend time in stillness, you can cultivate that deeper awareness to carry into other areas of your life so mm-hmm. that when these feelings come, you're ready. You can take them on yeah. and you can say, wow, this is really lighting me up and follow that and, yeah. you know, learn more about it. Yeah. And then it can lead you down the next thing, the next thing yes. until maybe this is more illuminated to you. Like, okay, yeah, this is the thing and this is sticking. This is lasting more than just one year it's like what we talk about with perennial passions right yeah it's something that you can follow year after year and it just there's more and more yeah that's being uncovered yeah and i think finding that meaning in something whether it's just continuously following these feelings and interests and and putting energy towards that creates a person i think that is more aware of their place in the world and more aware of their belonging yes and I think the world needs more of that Mm -hmm. and I think we talk a lot about time being something that is often brought up in I don't have enough of it Mm -hmm. so I think that is the a big reason why perhaps someone doesn't follow the feeling Mm -hmm. and the biggest limitation and the biggest essentially struggle to find the time right the Mm -hmm. ability to to sit with these passions and explore them more yeah so i think again coming back into the stillness piece like if if that's what it takes just to set aside time the choice again it's all we have a choice yeah I think that it's just it's hard to make change in ourselves to shift these patterns and habits and behaviors Mm -hmm. but it feels like to me when they're is more of that belonging and connection there is a ripple effect into the people around you mm-hmm. and so it becomes more than just you and your you know your expression it becomes this wave of, of people being inspired yeah by you living your truth by yeah. like you living your purpose yes. and giving permission to other people to do that yes and I feel like the work we've found ourselves in and through developing the Open Hearth PDC and through um, gatherings with other people, it feels like that's at the heart of it. It's yeah. just is giving people the space to explore their passion yeah. 
and share it and and live their truth in a way that's like yeah you do have the ability to just like let's take inventory yeah and let's figure out one thing right not the thing but mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. and starting small yeah start where you are mm-hmm. small and slow solutions man yeah <laughs> man <laughs> I think I just want to, you know, I can talk forever. Yeah. So. Could I say something to what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, it, it's interesting that we have these phrases like giving people permission to do something, <laughs> you know, because it's like, how do you give permission when it isn't yours to give? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's theirs. It's their permission to give themselves to make change right and to give people a space you know give people a glimpse of something beautiful you know it's like we can we can express the authenticity in ourselves and our lifestyle and the way we move in the world and ultimately that's all we can do there's there's only so far we can go you know, and we're just kind of meeting people where they're at. Mm. It's, it's up to them. Mm. And once again, like I spoke to you before, it, it, unfortunately, what is too common is, is people see that and they copy it. They emulate it. And ultimately it leads them down a, path that's always led down and that's a dead end it's back to the drawing board you're hitting a wall a barrier an obstacle because it's not it's not you Mm -hmm. it's not authentic so yeah i just wanted to speak to that that phrase of the permission it is an interesting inspiration yeah is it almost by you just living that is giving permission another essentially phrase for just inspiring someone. Yeah. Because if you are walking the world in your like truest expression of who you are. Yeah. You know, if if that means you know, you're a hot mess and that's your truest expression in that phase of your life. Yeah maybe someone else sees that and they're like, oh, it's okay for me to also have really hard times. Yes, exactly. You know, because there's this presentation thing, right? We know this. Like, it's a... uh, Yeah, I... it's, It's about not wanting to hide anymore, I think. It's... Yeah, like, even now, just talking, I don't fully, right? I'm not filtering what's coming out, Mm -hmm. but I'm not afraid of that because hopefully someone's listening to this and they see, like, oh, it's just two human beings having a conversation. Right. Like, anybody could be doing this right now. Exactly. It's just choosing to share it and hoping that 
or not even hoping Mm -hmm. like if nobody listens to this I'm okay with that because I feel in my heart that these words that are spoken are still magic and they're still reverberating through the universe and they're still speaking truth and they're still planting seeds yeah but the idea of this being recorded in space and time and could potentially be listened to like a hundred years down the road Mm -hmm. like who knows someone could find it Mm -hmm. that it's expressing ideas and awareness of where we are at today right now yeah and that is powerful yeah because that's true Mm -hmm. and real Mm -hmm. and it's coming from this authentic place that we both feel mm-hmm. that we just want to be a part of a world that is living truth and people are standing up to their power and they're taking charge of their life and yeah and finding what makes them happy yeah finding what makes them feel connected to something greater yeah passing that along to their children so that their children are growing up with a strong sense of self. Yeah. And that's the future. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the work. Mm-hmm. I think, I am just like in awe of the mamas and papas out there doing the good work. Mm-hmm. Raising these little beings yeah. and teaching them, like, look, you can create your magic. You have everything in you. Mm -hmm. And you can observe nature and look around you and see what's going on and come to terms with your own gifts and share that. Yeah. Like, that to me is life. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was... I remembered something else I was going to say to what you said before, and that's... You know this this inspiration um, is you know it's it's what has always been the role of elders the role of community a village of people being there for each other mm. <laughs> not having to do all this alone that ultimately can bring you know both responsibility beyond yourself but also freedom in other ways and I think that's the other thing to go back to the question I would say to people that feel like they don't have it or can't have you know freedom in their lives is you know back to this concept of looking at what you do have and finding a way that you can trade that give that in some way to others Mm -hmm. that you can get wonderful things in return Mm -hmm. and find that balance find that harmony that you need being in service to something greater than yourself yeah that's the next level yeah it's like 
It's like that goes beyond the self-centeredness of childhood, right? Whoa. <laughs> it's moving into that the next phase of yes. like, okay, now I am in service to something greater than me. Yes. I am no longer selfish. And then moving into elderhood is when you are truly helping other people come into their yes. gifts. Yeah. I think we should do another episode entirely about this. Yeah, absolutely. About cultivation of self as yeah. a point in the journey, but not the end of the journey. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole topic. The, needs the conversation of self-care and self-cultivation versus selfishness. Mm-hmm. Great, we have our next... There's the cliffhanger. Episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Part two? Part two of 1,000? 2,000. 2,000. Oh, excuse me. Big dreams, big plans. We talk a lot. <laughs> well, this is good. This is a way for us to start taking responsibility for our words and our sharing yeah so that we can listen to ourselves speak and actually learn from what we have to say and then move forward in that yeah it's a diary exactly it's like hey you were speaking these things why are you not doing them listen yeah. back yeah accountability accountability yeah and that, the that, word that's another yeah. episode we need to do too because <laughs> that's something i'm actively focused on cultivating and mm-hmm. my work is just being more accountable and i think this is a huge part of that is is showing up in who you are in this moment and not afraid to be the imperfect human being that you are and also being open and adaptable and flexible to hear feedback from others Mm. Mm. and the discernment to know what's truth so another podcast episode (laughs) (laughs) it's great we're laying the groundwork Um, wow thank you so much for sharing all of that thank you with me and with everyone thank you to everyone listening yeah so grateful to all the people who show up for this experience it's new for both of us and we're just really excited to continue to connect and share and learn we're learning so much yeah all the time yeah and in general, just yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with more of these conversations mm-hmm. and more of this time together. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could give thanks to so many people, so many things. I have so much gratitude to share, but really the ultimate form it it feels is 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 showing up to do this this work in ourselves Mm -hmm. 
Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. What people don't know is that, well, now they will, because I'm saying it. But right before this, I was grumpy. I didn't want to do it. Well, I did, but I was like having resistance. Yeah. And I feel a thousand times better now that I just. Oh. <laughs> and so does Freya. Our dog is lounging hard. <laughs> she, she makes these noises sometimes. Um, yeah, she shows us how to rest for sure. She's a good one at that. But. Well, I was going to say your resistance to this and feeling a thousand times better is the same way I grumble about coming to your yoga classes and then mm-hmm. remember why it is I I got into yoga in the first place. Yeah, just show up. Yeah. Just show up. Move, breathe simple the hard part is consistency mm-hmm. keep doing it and as you can see we're just getting sucked in back into conversation here <laughs> Cody's ready to be done he's like I need to be done I need to go play <laughs> I need to ski he needs to go ski so now we're we're going to you know take a page out of our own book here and get outside and move our bodies some fresh air once again some fresh air so a question I love to ask everyone is how do you tend to your inner hearth we love this word hearth share more about it with the audience yeah inner heart the listeners so really the kind of the core of this whole conversation has been about that inner heart and that you know that sanctuary that place of nourishment you know the way that we think about this word I think it comes back to this whole idea of, of feeling of your heart, of following your bliss, you know, that phrase, um, having the discernment to, and the courage really to follow that. And, you know, we all have obligations and responsibilities and things that, you know, ultimately, most of the time we are choosing to do. And, you know, this, this idea of freedom that we spoke about, you know, like I said, it's, it's a cultivation of that. It's, it's, a, it's a process. It's a practice. It's of, you know, showing up in consistency. So tending, you know, it, it's work. So I've learned to bring more consistency in a lot of different areas of my life um, and accountability to those things and if you don't have the discipline in yourself finding other people other things that can help provide that that accountability and that discipline that willpower that's needed mm-hmm. and for me 
I have found a lot of ways to do that myself and maybe that's just a difference in my character and who I am but at the same time I'm seeing tremendous potential by putting myself out there more and being more vulnerable and branching out to do that because of the tremendous amount of growth that can come for that thank you for sharing that and where can we learn more about you how can we connect with you or I guess not we I know how to connect with you but <laughs> maybe <laughs> sure yeah well I would love to share you know if, if you enjoyed this conversation you can you can hear more conversations like this aside from Hearthspeak podcasts we're launching another podcast called Permaculture Freedom that focuses on this idea of freedom and autonomy and self-development and the myriad of skills that integrate into that, that worldview that we'll be releasing very soon and maybe already by the time you hear this. And the other thing is we launched a free online permaculture lifestyle intro course. And we can put the link for that in the show notes. And as well, we have an email list that you can sign up for at landbyhand.org. Great. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll catch you next time on Hearthspeak Podcast. Until then, be well.